With a heartbroken shout of denial, he was sitting upright, his golden eyes wide as raw screams ripped their way out of his throat, causing his chest to heave as he struggled to catch his breath. It was several moments before he was able to wrench himself out of the nightmare's grip, until he was able to see the shadowed contours of his bedroom and not the blood-stained stone of Nightshade's holding cell. Then he realized that he was alone in his own bed, and couldn't remain there one more moment as fear of falling asleep and crashing back into his own personal hell assailed him. Scrambling, he bolted from the bed and lurched his way out of the bedroom and across the hall to the bathroom. By the time he reached the small room, the nightmare's hold was slackening, and with a trembling hand, he managed to flip on the overhead light. His breathing labored, he braced his hands on the sides of the sink and leaned forward until his forehead touched the cool, hard glass of the mirror. Cold sweat coated his spine and ribs as his heart continued to hammer in his chest, and bile rose in his throat as his mind flashed back to the horror of his nightmare. With a violent gagging noise, he vomited into the sink, his trembling hands clutching the sides hard enough to cause cracks to appear in the porcelain. When the spasms passed, he rinsed the sink basin, ignoring the fracture lines his hands had caused, and lifted his head to stare at his reflection. A heavy beard of dark gold hair covered a lean and angular face, and deep lines of tension and stress radiated from the sunken, grief-haunted, tawny eyes that stared out at him. The harshness of the overhead lighting left his golden skin pale and sick-looking, causing the tattoos on both arms to stand out in stark relief. The multi-hued images of snakes and monsters, of screaming skulls and the fires of hell covered the muscular lengths of both arms, from shoulder to wrist, and the images had now begun to stretch across the broad expanse of his shoulders and chest. Hidden within the inked proof of his self-condemnation was writing, subdued and subtle, a part of the designs, and yet a part. The writing represented different languages, Italian, French, Latin, Japanese, and even a smattering of Elvish. Each letter, each word, spelled out his guilt, his pain, and his crime. He was a murderer, a mostro maledetto, a cursed monster, and he was one of the se pardon, the unforgiven ones, and he would never be able to make amends for his crimes, even if he managed to live a thousand eternities. Just the mere memory of his offense was enough to send him into a grief and guilt-driven spiral and send him running for the closest tattoo parlor in order to assuage his guilt and suffering through the pain of the tattooing of his skin. It was one thing, though, to use the pain to pay his penance when his guilt became too much to bear. It was something else altogether to relive his sin while he sought the refuge of a drugged sleep, and the nightmares just added more salt to his already gaping mental and spiritual wounds. The night terror had ambushed him. After drinking several of his favorite cocktails of hemlock with a jack chaser, Kane had fallen into bed well past midnight, expecting yet another dreamless sleep in which his memories didn't torment him, with dreams of Gala's bloody death at his hands and teeth. However, something had gone awry. Perhaps the dosage had been wrong, or the hemlock wasn't as pure as his dealer had insisted it was, or maybe he needed to up the amount again. Whatever the reason, the dreams had come and he'd had to relive that horrible moment once more. It didn't matter, though, because it was too late to take another dose, dawn was coming soon, and with the sunrise, he would be once more able to keep himself busy enough not to think about how much he missed his little siren. With a resigned sigh, Kane reached to his right and pulled back the shower curtain far enough that he could reach in and turn on the water. 
Then, as the water heated and steam began to fill the room, he shucked out of the clothing he'd slept in and tossed them in the laundry hamper. Moments later, he stepped under the water's spray and began to wash away the residual traces of not just the nightmare, but also the booze and hemlock that clung with stubborn tenacity to his thoughts. She awakened, bit by bit, feeling the warmth of the morning sun as it fell across her face through a slight opening in the curtains, and lay amid the blankets listening to the joyful sounds of birdsong outside her window and a child's laughter from the room beside hers. Opening her eyes, she lay in her bed and listened to her daughter greet the morning. Do you hear our daughter? Does she laugh for you as well, within your soul? The thought, the almost prayer, caused a wistful smile to twist her lips. If only Ava's father could know this beautiful baby girl. All at once she kicked free of the blankets and rose from bed, refusing to allow a heavy heart to drag her down and hold her spirit hostage. 